Today is 19 November, Sunday. I'm Charlie Garrett, and this is the CG Prophecy Report. It's entitled, The World's Punching Bag. That and a lot of other things to go over on today's report. Okay, now you can imagine what the world's punching bag is. If you haven't been watching the news, you would uh, maybe not be aware of it. But there's a little country in the middle of the uh, world. It's uh, very small. It's about the size of New Jersey. And uh, it seems that the entire world wants to use them as their punching bag. And so uh, we'll just, you know, keep them in prayer. Um, One thing I always tell people, you know, why do you support Israel? I get that email Many, many times. Why is it that we should be supporting Israel? What about the people in Gaza? Um, I'm the first one to admit that Israel is not right with the Lord. They've not called on Jesus, and they've gone through 2,000 years of trouble because they rejected their Messiah. I'm quite clear about that. Um, I speak against anybody that is a uh, dual covenantalist like John Hagee, who believes that the Jews are saved apart from Jesus by observance to the Torah, those kind of things are, uh, they're damaging. They actually condemn people. They do not uh, save them with that type of theology. It's the theology of the Roman Catholic Church, that Jews are not to be evangelized, that they have their deal with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that's their salvation. And that is a cop-out. But at the same time, the reason why I support the nation of Israel is because God has placed the nation of Israel back in the land. Their time of punishment is coming to an end. It's not there yet. Um, It says in the book of Zechariah that two-thirds of the nation are going to be destroyed. Uh, This is still because they have not called on Jesus, but he is preparing them to do so as a nation. And uh, if you want to see typology of that, all you need to do is go back and watch the first five uh, Joshua sermons that we did. It's very clear what God is telling us in typology, in his word. And we've got more of it coming up in the judges sermons. It's unmistakable. It's unmistakable. So I would ask that you would uh, consider that and that uh, you would also pray for Israel, not because they're right with the Lord, but because the Lord has placed them back in the land for his sovereign purposes. So uh, please remember that. Okay, we got an article from Fox. After failing to condemn Hamas terror group, UN adopts eight resolutions condemning the Jewish state. Eight resolutions. They do this every single year. They bring up resolutions against Israel, and I mention them every single year. Not another nation on the planet gets this, and yet every single year, Israel is targeted. And uh, a UN watchdog has criticized the organization for passing multiple resolutions this week, which was last week, condemning Israel for various alleged human rights violations but making no condemnation of Hamas or other groups or nations at a time when anti-Semitism is on the rise. The UN's assault on Israel with a torrent of one-sided resolutions just one month after the largest massacre of Jews since the Holocaust and on the 85th anniversary of Kristallnacht is surreal. The only purpose of these eight lopsided condemnations is to demonize the Jewish state. The UN's second committee, which focuses on economic and financial issues, announced the passage of three such resolutions, including one demanding that Israel cease the exploitation, damage, cause of loss or depletion and endangerment in the Golan Heights region of Syria. 
Syria drafted and co-sponsored the resolutions, which passed with a vote of 151 in favor to six against. Only Canada, Israel, the Federated States of Micronesia, Nauru and Palau, and the U.S. opposed the measure, and 11 members abstained from voting. Unbelievable, and it happens every single year. This is just the way it is. Uh, if they didn't have the Golan Heights, they would cease to exist at about 10 minutes from now. Their nation without them has no buffer at all, and they are about five miles wide at the narrowest point. Maybe it's eight miles. Uh, as George Bush, when he was president, the son, said when he went there before he was president, he said, that's shorter than my driveway in Texas. No kidding. So you can see they, they have to maintain themselves. The Lord will maintain them, but it's just the world is, you know, every time you think of Israel, and some of the things that I read from time to time, and I say it from week to week, is that it just proves that the Bible is true. When people come against the Christian religion, when they come against Israel in the various ways that the Bible prophesied would happen, we can be sure that the Bible is true. Anyway, from The Guardian, Israel's attempt to destroy Hamas will breed more radicalization, a UN expert says. Oh, so just don't retaliate when they come in and slaughter women and children. That's basically what they're saying. Uh, the uh, people that have been killed in Gaza, there's about 9,000 people that have been killed, and everybody's going crazy about that. Now, those numbers cannot be determined. Those are claimed by Hamas, and they could all be, you know, terrorists. We have no idea at this point. But um, there's this thing about proportionate response. You hear it all the time. There is not a proportionate response in any fight in human history. Okay, when somebody comes and punches a kid in school, the other kid beats him up. Okay, if he didn't start it and he's bigger, then he's going to take care of the problem. There's no such thing as a proportionate response outside of the law of Moses, which says, you know, if this happens to you, then uh, you can do the same to a person. And there's a reason for that in the law. But when it comes to a nation defending itself, if it is attacked, that nation should go in and take care of business. You never heard proportionate response in World War II. You don't hear it any time after 911. Okay, they blew up two buildings with 3,000 people, and so you can go and blow up two buildings with 3,000 people in uh, another nation, and you're even. It doesn't work that way. From the Times of Israel, U.S. Education Secretary warns colleges may face funding cuts if they ignore anti-Semitism. Kind of a plus there. I don't trust them to actually do it, but there you go. From CNN, more than 1,600 Jewish Harvard alumni threaten to withdraw donations over anti-Semitism concerns. We've seen a few do it, but now there are 1,600 that have said we are withdrawing our support. But the sad part is it says uh, they'll withhold the donations to the school until Harvard takes urgent action. Well, five minutes from now, they can undo that. And, you know, it, the mindset of the people on the left will never change. And so if you're going to pull money, you need to say we're pulling it and we're giving it somewhere else permanently. But that's their choice. It's their money. But I would not support any uh, school that has gone down the avenue that they have gone down. Uh, from the Western Journal, American Jews panic buying firearms, reversing historically left-leaning anti-gun stance. Once again, that's a perfect reason why we have a Second Amendment in the United States of America, is because even people, and you know, not to speak against Jews in general, but Jews in general are liberal. That's just it. Now, I've got some of the most conservative people I know, and I went to school with them, are Jews. 
They're very conservative, but generally the Jews are more on the left. And they have been anti-gun, anti-gun, anti-gun for years. And all of a sudden they realize the writing is on the wall and now they are no longer anti-gun. Hence, we need a Second Amendment and people need to be aware of this. So, okay, we got some news from Christianity here. Pope Francis asks thousands of children to chant, Nature is our future at a Vatican event. Pope Francis is deifying the earth, and he's teaching children to worship the earth. Welcoming thousands of children to the Vatican, Francis fielded selected questions and heavily focused on imparting his support for climate change, talking points to them. In a meeting, France hosted around 7,000 children for an encounter on the theme, Let's Learn from Boys and Girls. Once again, that's putting the children in charge. It's like having that girl Greta standing at the UN and dictating what we need to be doing. Okay, children are not mentally mature enough to make decisions, but this is what the Vatican is following along with, right with the, uh, the UN, the prominent theme of Pope Francis's devotion to promoting the climate change agenda. Of the 14 questions posed to the Pope by children from around the world, four were specifically devoted to discussing the environment. The questions range from how can children save the earth to why the weather is hot, along with what appeared to be essentially a springboard question for the Pope to expand on his theme, are you concerned about the environment? Question about if he believed children can save the earth, Pope Francis replied, yes, because you are simple. And you understand that to destroy the earth is to destroy us. In other words, he's saying all adults are stupid. We can't make a decision about uh, what is right and what's wrong, which is quite often the truth. I mean, I, I don't dismiss that. A lot of people do not think clearly. But he's asking children to take the initiative and lead the world because the adults can't do it. Okay. Yeah, he is. He's, well, maybe. Um, so he said... This is him speaking to the children. Let's say it all together, slowly, without shouting. To destroy the earth is to destroy us. Well, no kidding, you know. But what is the context, folks? Anyway, I won't read any more of that, but you get the point. He's, he's representing the Christian message to the whole world. Whether people like that or not, and I know that's not true. It's not a Christian message, but the world believes it is. And so, you know, I... I keep coming back to it in my mind, and I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but when the rapture happens, my guess is he is not going. No. And so the whole world's going to deny that the rapture happened because Mr. Christianity and all of his people are sitting there in the Vatican. So, and a lot of churches, a lot of churches today are filled with people that will not be going anywhere, you know, and that's uh, all it takes. It's such a simple thing, just faith in Jesus. That's all it takes. And yet we cannot come to that, that understanding in our heads Okay, from Reuters, transgender people can be baptized Catholic and serve as godparents, says the Vatican. Yeah, sure. yeah. The department known as Dicastery of the Doctrine of the Faith was vague, however, in response to a question of whether a same-sex couple could have a church baptism for an adopted child or one adopted through a surrogate mother. So they're vague on that, but transgenders are okay. Bishop Jose Negri of Santo Amaro in Brazil sent the doctrinal office six questions in July. I brought this up before. They sent these questions in. The Pope didn't give uh, very good answers, but then they've come back and they've clarified these things. 
um, in response to a question of whether transgender people can be baptized. The doctrinal office said they could with some conditions, and as long as there is no risk of causing a public scandal or disorientation among the faithful. That's all that does. If somebody can't tell what gender they are, they are disorienting everything around them. But this is what the Catholic Church has come to, you know? I, all right. Fox. Pope Francis removes conservative Texas bishop. This happened towards the end of last week, who was critical of him. There are very, very few conservative Christian Catholic priests, bishops, and cardinals, if any cardinals, okay? And I say that because there are saved people in the Catholic Church. I know many of them, okay, personally. Uh, a lot of people say if you're in the Catholic Church, you can't be saved. No, if you don't believe in the gospel of Jesus, you can't be saved. Right. There are people in the Catholic Church that believe in the gospel of Jesus. Yeah. They just need to get their doctrine settled and get away from the Catholic Church. But Francis removed the leader of the Diocese of Tyler, Texas, a conservative bishop who became a vocal critic of the pontiff, even accusing him earlier this year of undermining the Catholic faith. In a May 12th tweet, Bishop Strickland wrote, I believe Pope Francis is the Pope, but it is time for me to say that I reject his program of undermining the deposit of faith. Follow Jesus. He also became the subject of a Vatican investigation this year, and he promised at the time that he wouldn't voluntarily resign. Cardinal Daniel DiNardo of the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston, said in a statement that the Vatican investigators concluded to the Pope the continuation in office of Bishop Strickland was not feasible. In 2020, Strickland maintained that the RCC has become weak under the leadership of the current pontiff and challenged Francis to fire him. He has also retweeted a video blasting Francis as a diabolically disoriented clown. You might get yourself in trouble for that, but I don't disagree with it. Strickland has also criticized President Biden on issues like abortion. I, I, you need to criticize the entire Democrat Party of the United States. And the reason why is because if you vote Democrat, you are supporting not just a candidate, you are supporting the platform of the Democrat Party of the United States. And their platform is abortion on demand. That is their platform. Even if a Democrat says, I don't believe in that, that's not my stand, he signed that platform. And so if you vote for a Democrat, you are violating the integrity of your position in Christ. That's exactly what you're doing. LifeSite. Christian student wins good $150,000 after being forced to participate in Hindu rituals at a Chicago school. Can you imagine that? If you even say Jesus in school, they'll expel you, but they're forcing kids to have Hindu rituals and participate in them. She sued and won $150,000. Yeah, it should be more. We've got some news from the Mideast in Africa today. This is so interesting, I included it. I've got two articles. They're long, but they're so interesting, I thought that you would like to hear these. From the Times of Israel. Tell me if you heard this on any of the MSN news services. Gaza man, Israeli agents spent hours on the phone with me to evacuate targeted buildings. A Palestinian dentist in Gaza has recounted to the BBC how Israeli intelligence agents spent hours on the phone with him. 
urging him to evacuate and save hundreds of his neighbors ahead of a series of airstrikes that destroyed a wide swath of apartment buildings in a Gaza City neighborhood. Mahmoud Shaheen, 40, told the UK News Service how on the morning of October 19th, he suddenly heard a commotion outside his apartment in the middle-class neighborhood of Al-Zara. You need to escape because they will bomb the towers. He recounted someone in the street shouting. Then his phone rang. It was an unidentified number. I'm speaking with you from Israeli intelligence. The man addressed him in flawless Arabic and identified himself as Abu Khaled. He told me he wanted to bomb three towers and ordered me to evacuate the surrounding area. Shaheen said he doubted the call was real as there had been widespread cautions on social media warning of fake calls from Israel. Hamas is telling them this so that they stay there and get killed. So he asked the man to fire a warning shot, hoping for both proof and that the noise would alert anybody who had not yet evacuated. A warning shot seemingly from nowhere but perhaps from a drone, hit one of the apartment buildings under threat. I asked him to shoot another warning shot before you bomb. One more rang out. Israel sometimes uses missiles without warheads as warnings in a move commonly known as roof knocking. However, the practice has been less commonly utilized in the current war. Shaheen said he then ran around the neighborhood frantically urging all those in the three apartment buildings to evacuate. His building was nearby, but not one of those targeted. The Israeli caller spent over an hour on the phone with Shaheen, reportedly telling him that he would give him time as he did not want anyone to die. Shaheen said he then asked the caller why Israel wanted to bomb the area as they were just residential apartments. He said, there are some things that we see that you don't see. Shaheen said that once he confirmed the area was clear, the man told him they would now bomb the first one, which they did. Then all three buildings specified were hit as Israeli aircraft circled overhead. This is the tower that we want. Stay away. Abu Khaled said when the bombing was over, the Israeli told Shaheen, we finished. You can go back. That is merciful warfare. That doesn't ever make the UN. It doesn't make anything. But this is what Israel does from Israel today. This is cool. This is very cool, in my opinion. Israeli Arab Bedouins. These people just move around in Israel. They're, they're kind of ignored by the populace and they just do their own thing. They seek revenge on Hamas. Hamas made a tactical mistake with the Bedouin tribe Abu Isa. They brutally abused and ultimately murdered one of their sons from Tel Sheva. And when Bedouins seek revenge, they find it. I wouldn't be surprised if in the middle of the war, the Bedouin tribe enters the Gaza Strip fully armed with their Toyota Jeeps and bring about a kind of ceasefire between Israel and Hamas so they can massacre the murderers of Osama Abu Isa. In this case, the Bedouins know the rules of the game better than the Jewish Israeli soldiers. Welcome to the Middle East. The Bedouin clan from Tel Sheva in southern Israel is offering, this is a Bedouin tribe, they are offering one million dollars reward for information on the Hamas terrorists behind the brutal murder of Osama Abu Isa. One man, and they're offering a million dollars. Near Raim on October 7th, his uncle reported in Israeli media how Osama was forced to strip naked, was tortured, and then eventually shot by the terrorists. 
How does his uncle know this? Very easy. A dash cam captured the entire gruesome affair, right up to Osama's execution outside a public shelter in the Negev. We will take revenge on the terrorists and their families. This is a blood feud, said the desert tribe of Abu Isa, one of the most dangerous and best armed Bedouin tribes in the south. The desert tribe Abu Isa is not to be trifled with. Osama was 29 years old, married, and father of one child. He worked as a security guard at a solar farm in the south and was also on the security team at the Nova Music Festival near Raim at the time of the massacre. Abu Isa's relatives were shocked when they saw the video of the terrorist pointing a gun at him and brutally beating him. The Bedouins of Tel Sheva suspect that the perpetrators are Islamic Jihad terrorists, some of whom speak Persian and who probably somehow have relatives in Israel and Jordan. We are willing to pay a million dollars for any information about these inhumane terrorists, said a member of the Abu Isa tribe. We will track down their families in Israel, Jordan, or any other Arab country and take revenge on them. For us, their relatives are also guilty of murder. Their relatives. We will take revenge on the terrorists and their families, even if it takes 50 years. Revenge will come, and it will be cruel. Now, today, we are having the second of a two-part series on Judges chapter 4. These people are the Jael of Judges chapter 4, and you'll hear about that today. I'll give you a hint. It's brutal. From the Sudan Times, an unimaginable humanitarian crisis is unfolding in Sudan. Brutality is specifically what's going on. CNN disturbing videos emerge showing atrocities against African ethnic groups in Darfur. CBS, more than 800 Sudanese reported killed in an attack on Darfur town. And from the Christian Times, Christian buildings targeted in military conflict in the Sudan. And other than reading a couple articles on this, nobody's talking about it. Nobody cares. The U.N. is not passing any resolutions. They are interested in Israel. It shows you that the Bible is true. It just tells me right like that. Okay, we got something interesting from Mongolia. Last week, I talked about the uh, Dalai Lama and uh, what he was doing over there. I told you, we have to have people that are willing to go overseas and expend themselves for the cause of Christ. Here's another reason right here. This is from the Church News. Elder Anderson visits Mongolia. Elder Anderson, that's the Mormons, where pioneering members continue to help the church grow, prosper after 30 years. It's either light or darkness, folks, and they're not getting light with the Mormons. Just two years after the first Latter-day Saint missionaries arrived in Ulaanbaatar, Namid Namgur learned about the Mormon church. Today, Namgur is president of the Mongolia Ulaanbaatar mission, the first native Mongolian to serve in that capacity. One of his friends who invited him to church is now a stake president. They are two of more than 12,000 members of Mormons in Mongolia. They are also an example of how the church grows around the world, said Elder Neil L. Anderson of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles. See, either darkness or light, unless people are willing to fund missionaries and to go out and do the work themselves as well, these people are doomed. Daniel 12 technology, a neural network can map large icebergs 10,000 times faster than humans. University of Leeds researchers have unveiled a neural network that they claim can map an outline of a large iceberg in just 0.01 seconds. 
Scientists are able to track the locations of large icebergs manually. After all, uh, one that was included in this study was the size of Singapore when it broke off from Antarctica a decade ago. But it's not feasible to manually track changes in icebergs' area and thickness or how much water and nutrients they're releasing into seas. Giant icebergs are important components of the Antarctic environment. They impact ocean physics, chemistry, biology, and, of course, maritime operations. Therefore, it is crucial to locate icebergs and monitor their extent to quantify how much meltwater they release into the ocean. Until now, mapping manually has proven to be more accurate than automated approaches. But it can take a human analyst several minutes to outline a single iceberg. That can rapidly become a time and labor intensive process when multiple icebergs are concerned. The researchers trained an algorithm called UNET using imagery captured by the ESA's Copernicus uh, Sentinel-1 Earth monitoring satellites. The algorithm was tested on seven icebergs. The smallest had an area roughly the size of Bern, Switzerland, and the largest had approximately the same area as Hong Kong. With 99% accuracy, the new model is said to surpass previous attempts at automation, which often struggled to tell the difference between icebergs and sea ice and other features. It's also 10,000 times faster than humans at mapping. Amazing. I had a friend doing a video yesterday. He published it today. You probably know who I'm talking about, Sergio and Rhoda in Israel. Watch it. It is outstanding. I looked over it for editing errors yesterday with my mother, and I saw her walk in. Where is she? Oh, there you are. Did you enjoy that video? It was outstanding. She got to see a pre-release of it, and it was outstanding. Please watch that. But he, uh, they have a new feature where um, he, all he has to do is push a button, and he wants to translate it into Russian, which he can speak, but it automatically doesn't just translate it into Russian. It does it in his voice and in Rhoda's voice immediately. And it gives the correct time sequence and everything. It's just as if they are sitting there speaking in Russian, and it's that fast. It wasn't possible three months ago, and now it's something that will just anybody can have any video in any language that fast. Amazing. The world is changing very quickly. I want to say something about transhumanism. Yesterday, we had a, uh, after we did our mission work, we were um, at a Korean restaurant, and um, uh, one of the people was talking about Elon Musk and transhumanism, and I said, that doesn't bother me. And I've said this a million times, and I just want people to know why, is because uh, Elon Musk wants to put chips in people, and we've seen it already, so that they can walk again so that they can read, so that they can speak through a monitor because they can't speak, okay? Technology is neutral. Technology can be for good and for bad. And the same people that say you shouldn't be doing this are the same people that are the internet, and the internet has got more bad in it than good probably. So it does not bother me when people develop technology that could be used badly. It bothers me when they use it badly. And there's a difference. So uh, please keep that in mind as uh, you look at the developments in the world, is that you can take a neural network that can map icebergs and you can use it for something bad. But right now it's being used for something good. Okay, that's my thought on these things. You're not going to stop technology. What you need to do is use it properly. It's a dangerous world, including the inevitable plagues the book of Revelation prophesies of. From LifeSite, Brazil's Lula regime to cut welfare payments for children who don't get the COVID shot. In one swoop, they're either not going to eat or they're going to get a shot that they didn't want. From Just the News, feds keep hidden books on vaccine injury reports, barely follow up. 
Pfizer has about 1,000 more full-time employees than CDC doing vaccine surveillance. House COVID subcommittee expresses concern. Nobody at the CDC is monitoring this, and they have a completely separate file that is not released to the public. And it's supposed to be public information. That's why it's called the V-A-E-R-S. But from Vigilant News, OBGYN drops alarming miscarriage data before Congress. I've never seen this before, testified Dr. Kimberly Biss, an OBGYN who has been involved in 8,000 pregnancies before Congress in the injuries caused by COVID-19 vaccines hearing. This is a hearing that happened at Congress. How many of your patients or pregnant women that you know of experience miscarriages after taking the COVID-19 vaccines or injections? Asked Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. Dr. Biss first explained that the vaccination rate among her patient population was about 60% and that most of the patients received three injections. Very few received four or more. What's concerning is the majority of the patients received their injections in 2021 and early 2022. However, we're still seeing lingering effects. Last year, Dr. Biss reached out to Dr. Jessica Rose, an accomplished applied mathematician, and shared her practice's data for Dr. Rose to conduct an in-depth analysis. The chart shows the number of miscarriages compared to the number of new patients, so they're going apples and apples, apples, um, that Dr. Biss received for each particular year. Dr. Biss testified before Congress that her miscarriage rate in 2020 was about 4%. That number doubled in 2021 to approximately 7 to 8%. Alarmingly, the miscarriage rate doubled again in 2022, all the way up to a staggering 15%. Morality is declining. Biden admin asked Supreme Court to strike down ban on trans procedures for minors. That's his priority. Trans procedures for minors. Fox News, female reproductive health charity sparks outrage for appointing a trans woman as their CEO. So they have this, isn't it ridiculous that I've got, this is this person's statement after being appointed. This is a male dressed up as a female. Isn't it ridiculous that I've got to my 40s before any medical professionals even mentioned endomitriosis? As if it's something that's going to affect him. This is a male saying, nobody told me this until I was 40. When he can't get it. And he's leading that company. And are those medical professionals, is that what you'd call them? (laughs) Got some other news for you from the Washington Times. Whistleblowers, FBI officials singled out agents who were former military for anti-Trump retaliation. This is the FBI singling out their own people. A Marine and other military veterans at the FBI have been accused of disloyalty to the United States because they fit the profile of supporter of President Trump, according to two disclosures sent to the lawmakers on the House Judiciary Committee. They said Jeffrey Veltri, Deputy Assistant Director of the Bureau's Security Division, and Dina Perkins, Assistant Section Chief, specifically pursued employees who served in the Marine Corps or other military branches. Because they were military, they are suspect. They stripped the agents of security clearances, which sidelined them on the job and pushed them toward the exit. The whistleblower disclosures said Mr. Veltri and Mrs. Perkins either declared or attempted to declare the Marine and other veterans as disloyal to the United States of America. 
In these cases, there was no indication that any of the individuals had any affiliation to a foreign power or held any belief against the United States. Other signs that an employee was right-wing radical and disloyal to the United States because he's a conservative. Other signs, I said that, uh, were failure to wear a mask, refusing to take the COVID-19 vaccination, and participating in religious activities. If you do those, they were targeting you. In another instance, Ms. Perkins attempted to revoke the security clearance of a bureau employee she knew was a Marine veteran. But information showed that the initial allegations against the employee were unfounded. This did not stop Ms. Perkins from ordering her investigators to canvas at least 10 police departments where the employee lived for any alleged or violations of law. They're just sending out to the police departments in the area and saying, did this guy do anything? Without any basis for it, they're just targeting their people. During the process, Perkins was attempting to provide evidence so she could terminate this employee because he was disloyal to the United States. It was a Marine veteran. An employee advised that at least two of the publicly known FBI whistleblowers were former members of the military, specifically. Another FBI whistleblower disclosure included an accusation from a security division employee who said the security clearance investigation of Mr. Serafin did not follow the policy guidelines of the Office of DNI. You got these people that are in bureaucratic positions that are damaging people's lives. From the Federalist, Biden's HHS wants to nuke the definition of nuclear family from its regulations. A rule proposed by Biden's DHHS seeks to redefine family by riddling child support regulations of important biological terms such as mother, father, and paternity. Americans have until November 27 to weigh in on this rule. You, you have just another uh, few days you can weigh in on this and afterwards they're going to decide what they're going to do. The OCSS also suggests ridding its edicts of sex-specific pronouns such as his, her, and replacing them with their. So you can't even say his or her in any of their documents anymore in the DHHS if this passes. Okay, the reason why I brought this up today is because of Article 40 of what Sid Herlong read before the U.S. Congress in 1963, which I read you about a month and a half ago. Article 40 that he read the communist agenda against the United States. It's congressional record. Discredit the family as an institution. Encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Right there. Biden admin. Communists. From Fox. Yellen says Republican cuts to IRS funding would be damaging and irresponsible. They just got $17 billion more dollars or something, and the Congress wants to take it back. They haven't even started spending it yet, but it's damaging and irresponsible to have that money taken back. From Yahoo. Consumer sentiment falls in November. Inflation expectations reached the highest since 2011. Who is the president at 2011? Anybody? Yeah. Okay. This morning, I was at Publix. We have the busiest Publix on the Gulf Coast right here, right next door. I was in there, and I probably get the guy fired, so I won't say who said this to me. But he said, last year, last year, one year ago, they were selling at this time of year, because it's before Thanksgiving, $500,000 every single day. They're at $100,000 every day right now. Oh, wow. 
The mall I take care of out on Siesta Key, I was in there to talk to a couple of the people in one of the offices, and she was depressed. I said, what's the matter? She says, we have never been so slow, ever. On Siesta Key, Florida, which is always full to the hilt, all the time, this economy is on thin ice. Breitbart. Thousands line up for the chance to get Elon Musk's Neuralink chip installed in their brain. I got mine yesterday, folks. <laughs> From the Federalist, scientists want meat, meat slapped with cigarette-style warning labels about climate change. You buy meat, they want a label on there. Okay, from Yoakum News Service. Stacey Abrams' brother-in-law accused of human trafficking, choking an underaged girl. Oh, shocking. It runs in the family, you know? Deceit and, and just yes. bad blood in that family. Accused of human trafficking and choking an underaged girl. Biden will pardon this guy and give him a job in the White House. Yes. Mail online. Biden's migrant crisis will cost taxpayers $451 billion every year. A staggering Republican report lays out how much is spent on health care and accommodations. Half a trillion dollars every year because of these people coming over the border with no end in sight. Okay, who said it? Wise men don't need advice. Fools won't take it. Benjamin Franklin. Okay, I got a lesser. Let's see if you can figure who he's talking about. I think his wife did this one. He gave me one, and I liked his wife's more. So this is not a lesseric. It's a Catholic. Okay. If a Bedouin finds himself dead because of a shot to the head, his relatives will hunt, search out, and kill. So assassin will also have bled. Yep. Okay. Um, you know, we've got terrible economy. It's evident, although it hasn't really made it out yet. But it's, you know, every single month since Biden became the president or took over the office of president, I should say, he, um, uh, we have had every single month, we have had a readjustment on the labor. Every they, they say the BLS, which is totally sold out to the left, says we've had, you know, 800,000 new jobs this month. Every single month they've revised it down significantly. Okay. Things are not going well. The government has been lying about it, okay? And the things that are out there, all you need to do is just go over to the Publix right on the other side of the parking lot, and you can ask them. It's slow. It's not full like it is this time of year, and it probably is not going to get better. But I will tell you this. There is something that is a lot, lot better than this world, this failing world, and it's Jesus. Jesus came to redeem us from this world. Sin is the problem. The devil is the one that got us in that issue. It says in 1 John 3, 18, the Son of God was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. And Jesus Christ did it. He was manifest to do it, and he did it. He prevailed over death. And because of that, all you need to do is place your trust in him. He died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again. And by God, he rose again. There is no doubt in my mind. There is nothing that I believe more firmly than that Jesus Christ came out of that grave. It is the hope of the world. So I would ask you to place your trust in him today. You will be saved. And someday you're going to be taken out of this world at the rapture. 
into a place that's going to be way, way, way better than anything you can even imagine. Thank God for Jesus Christ. A couple ironies and we'll be done. This is proven true as of this morning. They've started evaluating the 40,000 hours of tapes that were released by yes. Speaker Johnson. Yes. But this is from last week, but it's being proven true right now. Liz Cheney, Speaker Johnson is dangerous. He attempted to undermine our republic, except it's not being proven true about him. It's being proven true about her. She hid information, hid it, and it's being shown right now. They should take every one of them and have them arrested, every one of them. And from the post-millennial, woman arrested for smashing her car into Indianapolis building she thought was a Jewish school it was a hate group headquarters. <laughs> Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett, and that is your CG Report for the Week.